Welcome to episode five of Mega Bust of the Ritz. I'm a chicken's beak. Here's your trumpet back. <laughs> Two and a half kilometer warm up, 10 times 30 second hills, average pace three reps, three minutes 14 per kilometer. Five times three minute reps, average pace three reps, three minutes 21 per kilometer. 5k tempo, three minutes 43 per kilometer. Eight times one minute reps, 308 per kilometer. 5k race, three minutes 26 per kilometer. Track session, 600, 500, 400, 300 of 90 seconds recovery, and then three times 200. Five times three minute reps, three minutes 29 per kilometer pace. And stop. Hit reset. Let's go again, but differently. 10 miles, nice and relaxed. Nine miles nice and relaxed, ten miles over the mountain with a banana in my pocket. Uh, yeah, it's week five and I guess if every podcast was a finger, here's your first ever podcast handshake, or at least somewhere to spit out that chewing gum you don't want. Um, let's talk about this week. Let's start with this week. Uh, you know, this week has really shown me that recently I've been running too much but not enough. I know that doesn't make sense if you think about it too much, but not enough. But what you have to understand is that like my relationship with running since I finished on the track, uh, I'm a lot like those people who do their gardening by moonlight, right? There's no, <laughs> there's no evidence to suggest that what they're doing is right out there, you know, planting flowers beneath the moon, but it feels good. It's kind of spooky and sexy and it definitely keeps the neighbors up at night. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm like I'm like a moon gardener. I I kind of uh, it's not it's wrong to say I don't understand the sport, but I just I go a lot by what feels right to me or what, or what feels exciting. So um, if you think about it, you know um, I don't know, I get like if you're thinking of running knowledge, like imagine running knowledge is a desert. Like so, everything that is to know about running is this vast desert. I swear, I am the only guy sat out there in the shade, just minding my own business. That's me. That's me. If you want proper advice, buy a book or something. You're just gonna get how I feel and how I react to certain types of training. So, yeah. Um, what I'm saying is like, uh, I've been running too much, but not enough. I, I feel like I've been running pretty much every day. I run like six days a week, but I just don't feel like recently I've been doing enough distance. I, I've been focusing a lot on running fast. I had this target of running a fast 5k and then I you know dabbled on a track again recently so I know I've, I've been doing like short intense things and I just I just don't think it's for me anymore I think I've like I've done all my running on a track I've I've broken the Welsh record I've got the final of a world of the world championships so I I've, I feel like I've achieved enough competing I've I've ticked a lot of competing boxes and and now I'm older I'm just thinking of other reasons why I'm running uh, and I just think you know you're running too much you're not doing enough running so uh, I took four days off and when I came back a bit more energized I've decided to do longer runs so I think I'm better off running like five times a week around 16 to 20 kilometers each rather than you know doing six days a week between seven or eight so that, that's how I see it that that is how I force my running rhubarb you know, <laughs> it's like if if I can't imagine the benefits of something, I'm unlikely to commit to it. So uh, the way I see like these long runs is like like a staircase. Uh, I'm up the top, like when the, you know those those slinky springs. Remember those? Um, I'm at the top of the staircase. You give me a nudge and I tumble. If the staircase is short, I never get up to my full speed of potential. And you know, like doing short runs every day, I just. I just uncoil myself but never stretch out and I just end up in a tangled heap beneath a stranger's hat stand. If the staircase is long and regular, though, well, that, that's different. You know, I, I, 
I sail down the staircase with ease and with them, and if there's no objects in the way, I'll, I'll slink down the hallway, out the door, along canals and motorways, you know, my, my simple harmonic motion filling news bulletins around the world. So, you know, like I said, it's not scientific, but if I can feel or imagine the benefits of something, I'll stick to it. I guess, like, you have to create your own your own faith in running, your own faith in what you're doing. And, and if you can make yourself believe that what you're doing is right, that's half the battle. So that's where I've been this week. I'm, I'm you know, I've, I've switched from speed-based to thinking about the, the benefits I get from longer longer runs. And so far, I've been loving it. Um, so I did like 50 odd kilometers in four days, four days, and I, I feel better for it. So that's where I'm at this week. Whenever my son puts a pair of trainers on, he says goodbye to his socks. Ta-ta socks, he says, as they slide like cookies into the cozy stove of his shoes. I do his laces up and I notice a tightening in his body. Putting trainers on is his call to action. He's no longer a sock toddler sat all floppy on the sofa as Paw Patrol does the thinking for him. He's now an outside child with hamstrings like a handful of asparagus and calves like mozzarella. The trainers have transformed him. They've altered his mindset, making him robust enough to climb and jump off things, to run on unfamiliar ground. As grown-ups, adults, debt collectors, whatever, we often lament the loss of childhood. Oh, things were so much easier when I was younger. Chip and pin were the names of my goldfish, and they swam in a cream soda tank with a daylight savings castle. Oh, to be a child again. But it's easy to be a child again. All you have to do is let them teach you. Over the past year, I've let my son teach me about the transformative power of shoes. One minute you're bumbling around with no gravity or guy ropes, the next running shoes on, you're hurtling towards whatever's in your way. Pay attention. It's not whimsy or cute to say goodbye to your socks. It's important. It's acknowledgement of the simplicity of change. Look at it this way. Would you deliver a bunch of flowers to your grandmother whilst wearing boxing gloves? No, you wouldn't. Why is that? Well, by wearing boxing gloves, you're opening channels in your brain and other people's brains associated with fighting. Whether you're aware of it or not, your hand is already thinking of a fist. If what you're wearing has such a big impact on how you see yourself and how others see you, why then aren't we happy to simply put on a pair of trainers and call ourselves runners? Why do we need to complicate it? My little boy is right. Tata socks. It's time to run because I am and you are. We are all runners. Right, hang on. Oh. Right, this is a bit weird. I've just I've just woken up from a really strange dream. Uh, I think it's been brought on by the longer runs I've been doing recently where I've been running, you know, further than usual and I've been getting really hungry. Um and it, like this dream I had was so weird. I, I dreamt I was in a little supermarket with my mate Dale from work and we were looking for a snack helmet. It's basically like an NFL helmet you put in your head, um, but instead of being full of repressed homosexuality, it's full of food. Um, so you put your head in it like like your head is going inside a doll's house. And, you know, just in my dream whilst I was running, I had this this big doll's house on my head and I was just eating food from different rooms. Um yeah, I guess I just need to start eating bananas or something before I go running because, you know, if I if I am going to go down this longer running route, then 
you know, a, a snack helmet doesn't exist. So <laughs> I need to think of a practical solution. Right, I'm, I'm going back to bed. I just wanted to get that down because it was it was a weird dream. I want to run with a snack helmet on. A food fortress built upon the rocks of my head. As my legs eat up the miles and fatigue settles in, I'll take my taste buds a-wandering. Up and down jelly bean staircases and rooms full of flavour. Pickled onion bedrooms and a lucrative shower. Built on in the hallways and banana chandeliers. A wicker chair for my eyelids on those super early mornings. And small dollhouse curtains so I can see where I'm going. It's not practical, I know, but this is my dream after all. So until Lidl can read my subconscious designs, a 15.99 backpack on Amazon should be fine. Right, hang on a second, let me just. Whoa, hang on a minute. <laughs> There's a street sweeper on the motorway. Let me let me get around the street sweeper. There we go. Sorry about that. I do apologise. I hope I hope nobody fell over. Um, right. Let's get in the time machine and have a look at what happened this time last year. You know, a couple of weeks back into my running journey. I, I remember feeling good. Um, I've looked back on Strava to see what I did and the, the comments on it. I felt the weight was coming off, that I was making progress. Uh, and this time last year, I did my first long run, like first long run in, in forever. I did a 14-kilometer run down Pembrey, up and down sand dunes, jumping over shipwrecks. Uh, and I also did, which is kind of weird because... I've already mentioned that I'm, you know, for, for now, I'm moving away from the idea of running fast and, and running PBs. But this time last year, I ran my first sub 25K. Uh, and I think that I hadn't done that for a long time, certainly a couple of years. So, you know, I, I hope you're all in a similar similar position this year to what I was last year. You, you know, you're ticking your goals off, your little targets one by one. It's important to have them. It's important to just make a list of the things you want to achieve and, and, and tick them off one by one. So, you know, that's where I was this time last year. Uh, it's kind of weird, isn't it, how things just seem so symmetrical. Like, they, they follow a pattern. Last year, obviously, something happened where I thought, I'm going to go for a long run. And this year, again, you know, this week, this year, I've, I've started running further and I'm feeling the benefits uh, you know, let's actually let's let's talk about the benefits I'm feeling. I'm not the best eater, right? I'm like a kid that got fast tracked to adulthood, right? I I watch the vending machine in work more times than a referee looks at his watch during a game. I so I can tell the time sometimes by the way quavers are hanging above the Doritos. So I'm not the best eater. I I do like to dive head first into snacks. So th there's, these longer runs will help me lose a bit more weight because I I still feel. You know, I feel like I lost a lot of weight. Obviously, I lost like five stone last year, but I I need to lose a bit more weight. And I think these longer runs will get me lighter. And eventually that will, which is kind of ironic because I'm trying to move away from the speed, but that will get me running faster over the things like the 5K. So um, why, why did I mention that? I don't know why I mentioned that. I'm in the time machine. I'm in 2019. Let's have a look at these questions then. I got two questions this week one from mark foley hello mark how are you mark foley's my friend and he's an amazing bass player and he happens to be in the same band as me so hello mark but he asked me questions in real life but it's nice that he asked me a question for the podcast uh right this is from mark when is it time to buy new trainers now <laughs> i'm <laughs> i'm so bad like i'm probably the worst person to ask about this uh, because i've run over a thousand kilometers in the same pair of trainers um it's not that i don't like spending money on them i just i just kind of 
weight trainers are like and I just I'll just keep on running them but one thing I do kind of keep an eye out on is I guess like old runners probably run slightly differently and probably use their legs in different ways I tend to I guess get a lot of power um, from my feet and my Achilles that's that's what it feels like to me anyway that's where I feel like I get a lot of the propulsion from so uh, as soon as my feet and Achilles start hurting and I start feeling like I'm a bit flat footed when I'm running that is when I know it's time to get a new pair of trainers uh, another thing I feel like and this is why I mentioned last week is the, the stagnant feeling I get in my feet <laughs> you know where I compared my foot to um, a pond that gone green when, when I get a feeling that things are getting a little bit stale that's when I'll a new trainer so you know i don't i don't i don't live by the rules hey look at me i'm just i'm just out here running in in slippers um but when when my feet and my kiddies start getting sore that's when i know it's time to buy a new pair i mean i just before i answer this question i looked at the bottom of my trainers and they they look pretty hammered pretty battered they definitely dirty they smell in so yeah it's i've got a new pair of trainers now which i had for christmas off my sister she got me a pair of those on trainers i think they call cloud form i've started running in those and they took a while to get to get used to they felt really skinny on my feet but but now i'm i'm, I'm loving them i'm feeling really, really comfortable in them so yeah i guess i wouldn't worry if my glutes and hamstrings are hurting from running i wouldn't automatically think that was my trainers i think it was something else but like i say as soon as my feet hurt i know it's, it's time to get some new trainers um another question from a gentleman on twitter who goes by the name of soup doggy dog very good very good um any advice to stop getting injuries right <laughs> I, I i hope you're not sending me these questions like sincerely hoping i i know the answers i don't i'm a, like i said i i kind of go a lot on feel and this is this is my take on injuries right i think we all vibrate <laughs> we all vibrate at our own wavelength our, our body has got like a wavelength and we that that is what we, we like we just vibrate in at our wavelength and if if i feel like i'm training and it doesn't sit in with my my natural kind of i don't know call it music or natural i'm trying to think of a better word but like natural rhythm if i'm doing something that's like taking my body where it doesn't want to go that's when i get injured so certainly a lot of the speed work i felt like it was um it was just it was just making me vibrate weird that's that's all i can describe as i felt like it was it was making my body do things it wasn't in the rhythm of doing and and that's when i started getting these little niggles and now i'm running slower and kind of at my own pace at my own tempo i it's bizarre like the pain in my foot is totally gone the pain in my bum cheek is totally gone even though i'm running further i'm kind of running more naturally how my body wants to run so you know you're not going to get a straight answer from me um but that is it i i think we are little antennas buzzing um to the to the sonic beams coming from outside the universe from another universe where we never get injured that's my answer listen to your body and vibrate properly Thank you very much for your questions. Um, and again, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for, for the reviews. I really am enjoying this one doing. It's, uh, you know, it's it's just great that I can put the same amount of creativity into this that I do with songwriting and stuff. And it's about running and it makes me 
think about my running during the week. It makes me think, I'm like, you know, um, I think it gives me things to talk about, but it, it's, I don't know, it's kind of expanded my brain a little bit, expanded my mind, so I'm taking a lot more in, and I'm like questioning myself, questioning what I'm doing when I'm running, and I think a lot of that has come from doing this podcast, knowing people are listening, and knowing people will get in touch. So that is it for episode five. It's called Snack Helmet. You will find out more later on why, but not later on, immediately after this. Thank you very much and have an excellent week. And I'll see you next week for episode six on the Megabus to the Ritz, your weekly nighttime commute to a better version of yourself. Here we go then. It's time to find out if the snack helmet is there. What? It's got here. Oh, I'm nervous. I feel like we've built the snack helmet it's not you, right? up oh. an awful lot. You're gonna, what are you going to do if it's not you? Kill myself? Ah. Over a snack helmet? Automatic doors. I always freak out when I come to, towards an automatic door, just in case one day they don't open for me. And I realise I'm invisible. So let's... Uh, where's a snack helmet aisle? Snack helmet, excuse me. Um, snack. snack helmet. Would it be in the bakery section? I don't know, we can make... If, it does, if this doesn't work out, we can turn a loaf of bread into a snack helmet. I think. That's true. Oh, what now? Snack helmet. Where's the snack? Excuse no, me, do you need snack helmets? Snack helmets? Oh, hang on. Whoa! Where are you? Have you got the snack helmet? Oh, there's four. There's three snack helmets there. Oh, my word. Uh, we've got a blue one, we've got a grey one. Um, how would you explain that? Should we get one then? Oh, hang on a minute, £20. Oh, no, I'll get one then for £20. Should we just buy a bag of snacks?